today on Exposed, we have a great show. I'm telling you, you got to stick to the end, though, because when I get to the end, I'm going to be divulging some information about the Biden crime syndicate that's going to blow your mind, just as it did us here at Exposed. So today we're going to first talk about how Biden is destroying America's ability to be able to produce just about anything, to be able to mine just about anything. Why would they be doing that? Well, we're going to be talking about that. Plastics. Do you know that, I mean, I know you know that they eliminated the little plastic bags that you get in the grocery store, but they're trying to eliminate all forms of plastics. And people don't realize we use plastic in just about everything. So there's something going on here, and it is nefarious because it's looking to take America out of the production business completely. Uh, we all know the 2020 election. We know it was stolen. Um, but more information is coming to light every single day about how that election was stolen. So this is really groundbreaking. Oh, absolutely. The Biden corruption has reached a level where just about everyone on the deep, in the deep state is beginning to turn on Biden. It's happening, and it's happening very quickly. People are beginning to bring up stuff that they obviously knew about also, but stuff is coming out about Biden, about his family, about some of the things that he's done, and how he received money even since he's been in office. So this is awesome. Uh, we're going to be giving you some great ammunition to throw at the liberals in your life regarding Biden for the 24 election. So stay tuned. And listen, if you haven't subscribed yet, would you go to the channel, hit subscribe, write us a little review, let us know what you think, give us some ideas on what shows you'd like us to talk about. Stay tuned. We'll be back. So Biden is purposely hurting America. And I'll tell you, I just can't figure out why. Or at least that was until we started the investigation. Biden's cut back on all kinds of ex exploration. And I'm talking about every form of mining. Not just the uranium, not just silver, but I'm talking about copper. I'm talking about all of the essential items that we use, especially if they want to go into, you know, electric, electricity, EV. We need these things. Why would they be cutting back on the ability to mine here in our own country? Well, we're going to talk about that because guess who's involved? China. That's right. China. Everything has to do with Biden's best friend, President Xi and China. One week after Biden took office, he signed an executive order on tackling the climate crisis here at home and abroad. That was his main focus. He banned uh, gas leasing, oil leasing on federal lands. And he did it in such a way that he, he sounded as if he was still, well, we're still going to allow people you know, to, to, to apply for leases on government lands in order to mine or explore. That's the way they made it sound. But when you read the regulations, what you'll find is it will take five to 10 years in order to get approval to do any kind of mining research exploration on government lands. So in essence, he was basically halting every bit of exploration and mining in the entire United States. And so what we've seen is a decline in production 
of all the essential minerals that we need. By the end of Biden's first term, the cost of banning leasing will be $33.5 billion. $33.5 billion. Huge. Nearly 58,700 jobs will be lost by the end of his first term. Over 343 jobs annually will be lost along with $286 billion in wages across all of the different industries involved in mining and exploration. So in addition to imposing personal and economic costs on you and I, the American, what he's doing is banning or, or implementing policies that will ban the reduction of greenhouse gas emissions. He's trying to make it so it's nearly impossible for auto manufacturers and industrialists to be able to produce anything because of the ban that he's putting on uh, the gas emissions. He's making it so difficult to reach the standards that the only way to do it is actually to find another way instead of the tried and chewed way, which has brought money, uh, which has brought prosperity to America. And the ban will not eliminate market demand. It's not going to. Why? Because we live on oil. This is what we do. We live on natural gas. Just about every kind of thing that uh, you may go to the store to purchase, everything that you do, every part of your life, there's gas and oil involved in it, natural gas. So the shift here is happening for a reason, and it really has to do more about an economic reason. And it's not about you and I. It's not about our economics. It's about his pocketbook. It's about the Biden crime syndicate. It's about his family getting wealthy. It's about China getting uh, not just rich and wealthy off of our backs, but it's them taking control over most of these industries. In other words, a Biden ban is even less effective and more costly than California's own self-destructive climate bans and climate programs. Everything that they put into effect in California is backfiring on them. And now Biden is going all in across the country. I want you to listen to what Biden has done just since he's gotten into office. This is timely, and you're going to see the progression, and then you're gonna, the light's going to go off in your head just like it did with mine. January 27th, 2021, Biden suspends oil and gas leasing along with a slew of other executive actions on climate change. He signed a series of executive orders that prioritize climate change all across the government in every single department. Basically, the idea was to curb U.S. emissions. His orders direct the Secretary of the Interior to halt new oil and gas leases on public lands, in public waters, and begin a thorough investigation of all existing permits for any type of fossil fuel development. So what those actions did is they kicked off the president's agenda for reducing emissions and making it much more strict than even the, the uh, Paris climate, um, climate Accord called for. So he's going even above and beyond the Paris Climate Accord. And of course, he was all upset that Trump pulled us out of that accord. So naturally, he jumps back in with both feet and says, oh, we're going to do even more. Yeah, sure, all at our expense.
February 22nd of 2022, a year later, he touted progress by government and private industry to boost American production of minerals and to make electric vehicles. How, how are we going to make electric vehicles? How are we going to boost production when all of our mining, when all of our exploration is halted? What do you think? China. That's how. Because what he's looking to do is have our companies buy raw materials from China and then bring them here in order to assemble and put together. So this is nothing more than a transfer of wealth and power to China from the United States. What he was saying, and it proved to be true, that we want to produce more essential minerals, but not at the cost of the environment. Wait a minute. If China's producing the minerals, doesn't he affect the climate? Doesn't he affect the environment? Doesn't China affect? Of course China affects the environment. This is nothing but a money grab. It's a scam, and he is at the center of it. So all of this that we're seeing involving climate, climate change, emissions reduction, everything that we're looking at, is nothing more than a way to reduce America's ability to be able to produce materials and to be um, involved in world trade. I mean, if we can't produce, if we can't manufacture, if we can't mine, if we can't explore, what's America going to do? We're going to be buying everything from China. So to address environmental concerns, the White House said it was going to form a committee. Don't you love what people, I'm going to form a committee. Yeah, like the committee is going to solve problems. All the committee does is just a way of presenting more theater to you and I, the American public. Oh, look, the committee is talking about, you know, reducing climate uh, problems and uh, reducing emissions and carbon emissions. And the average American looks at that and goes, oh, that's so good. Isn't that great what Biden did? <clears throat> no, it isn't. Not one bit at all. What the committee did, basically, is just recommend changes to the 1872 mining law. Now, this mining law, this is interesting. This mining law was established to be able to make America great in mining, industry, uh, exploration. The changes that his committee was making to the 1872 law basically excludes our ability to be able to do any of that. They might as well just trash the entire law. Because that's really what this was all about. The U.S. Defense Department gave $35 million grant to a company called MP Materials, Inc., to process rare earths. And the Pentagon, listen to this, already rewarded roughly $10 million to this company before that. This company, MP Materials, controls Listen, not only U.S. rare earth mine, but it depends on China for all of its processing. Do you see what's happening here? They're giving money to U.S. companies that are actually using China for all the processing. So we're nothing more than, you know, just a middleman where government money comes into our companies here and then gets through the middleman and gets sent back out to China. China. Everywhere we turn, politicians, and especially Biden, they're giving hundreds of millions of dollars to China. The Biden administration, 
blocked a proposed Minnesota copper mine. Now, why would they do this? Why would they block a copper mine when they know copper is essential to just about everything if you're getting into you know, electric, electric or solar or panels or EV, anything along that lines. Copper is an essential mineral. Well, they say one thing and they do another. They say they want to be able to you know, produce and to do all these things, but we're not going to be the company doing the production. My friends, this is politics. This is what's involved in what our politicians are doing. They're backdoor through the back door, they're shutting down America's ability to be able to mine and produce, excavate, and do all the things that are necessary for minerals, and instead, we'll have to be buying it all from China. January 31st, 2023, Biden blocks the Pebble Gold Mine in Alaska. The Environmental Protection Agency's final determination blocks the mine from doing any type of future exploration, or mining entirely, completely. This is one of the largest mines. This is one of the largest fields. We know that there is, you know, hundreds of years uh, worth of minerals in this deposit. We're not going to be able to touch it. This is so clear to anyone who takes time to look at it. Pebble is a subsidiary of a publicly traded company called Northern Dynasty Minerals LTD Limited. And they've been seeking, listen, they've been seeking to mine this area for two decades, 20 years, okay? They got some headway during the Trump administration. And naturally, as soon as Biden got in, he shut it all down. But 20 years, this is the type of regulation and red tape that the EPA has set up. This is what the government does. They try to block ways for American companies and corporations to be able to make America great. I mean, we don't want America to be number one. Hey, let's face it. China's doing a great job. Let's make them number one. March 12th, 2023, Biden blocks another Alaskan drilling. Okay, this drilling that was already set up and already approved during the Trump administration, Biden immediately shuts it down. We're talking about 2.8 million acres that are withdrawn from the oil and gas leaking, uh, oil and gas leasing there in Alaska. I mean, when you're talking about 2.8 million acres, that's huge. And the deposits under there, one of the largest in the world. Why do we have gas prices over $3 a gallon right now? It's all because of Biden. If Trump were in office, gas prices would be low, low $2, maybe even $1.85 a gallon. But we can't have that because, you know, that would be, that would be too good for America and not good for the rest of the world. How could it not be good for the rest of the world? Well, because the rest of the world, see, America really wants... I should say the deep staters in America, they really want us to take a back seat and to allow the rest of the world to catch up with us. Because, you know, we've been just, um, we've taken too many resources from the earth. Uh, we, we have been too selfish in our endeavors as Americans. That's what they believe. These crazy people are that crazy that they would believe nonsense like that. When all America has done because you know where our money goes, right? It goes overseas to other nations and other countries. We've been helping nations and countries ever since we've been established as a nation. 
And even till today, we still do that. So none of this makes sense unless it was to undermine America's ability and to bring other countries like China to the forefront, make their dollar stronger, hopefully even eliminate America as being the go-to for all kinds of purchases around the world. In June of 2023, the Biden administration banned drilling for 20 years around the Keiko Canyon in New Mexico, another huge area of deposits, one of the nation's oldest and culturally significant Native American sites. And so what Biden said was, well, we can't be drilling or we can't be doing any kind of exploration there because it's a you know, Native American site. Uh, so we need to designate this land as protected land. <laughs> this, is, this is insane. If America keeps going down this road, we might as well just make the whole nation protected and we can't do anything anywhere because that's really what it's coming to. His administration has addressed climate change in a way like no other administration before him. He has taken us to the brink of destruction. We're going to talk about the... Um, Inflation Reduction Act. And that law that Biden signed into office was supposed to inject $370 billion in tax incentives into wind, solar, and other renewable energy. And it is. Unfortunately, it's not going to help American manufacturing. It's not going to help American exploration. It's going to help foreign interests. But what the, what the Democrats do is they say, well, it's going to help our companies because, you know, we'll be purchasing the materials from China uh, and then we'll be taking them here to do some manufacturing or assembly. <laughs> what is that? We're still dependent on China and we should not be dependent. Now, look how dependent we are even for our pharmaceuticals. What happened during COVID? We couldn't get anything because China's the one that does it even till this day. They produce more of our pharmaceuticals than just about anything. It's wrong but it's done on purpose. August 4th, 2023, Joe Biden announces the creation of a new national monument. <laughs> I, 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 sometimes I, I can't even read this stuff. I, I, I can't even listen to some of the foolishness. They create another national monument. Uh, hey, wasn't it the left that tears down national monuments? I thought that's what they do. But here he wants to put in a new national monument to protect one million acres of land around the Grand Canyon from uranium mining. Uranium mining. I mean, we don't need uranium, right? I think Iran needs uranium. Yeah, because they're the ones that are trying to get enrichment for nuclear weaponry. That's right. God, how dumb of me. I should know better. America, we should have nothing to do with uranium mining. I mean, they continue to block um, mineral-rich lands from responsible mining. To me, and to you, I'm sure, it doesn't make any sense. Unless you start thinking about the money and where America will stand in the world when it comes to the ability to produce, mine, and effectively sell um, the byproducts of what mining can do for us. What it's going to do, it's not going to bring anything to America. What it's going to do is it's going to enrich China. It's going to enrich all these other nations instead of America, enriching our adversaries all at our expense. I mean, creating a monument 
would be the last in a string of moves to protect to protect the um, Native Americans. Look, I respect the Native Americans. I respect just about every culture here in the United States. I respect people that come from different parts of the world, and we all do. But we, we have to draw a line as to where it makes sense. You know, uh, we tear down monuments for like Christopher Columbus because we said he did this or had slaves or whatever it was. They come up with some ridiculous excuse. And then we want to put up, you know, all of these uh, monuments to protect land from the indigenous people so that they can feel as if they have a sense of belonging to America. Belonging to America? What do they want to do? They own all the casinos already. We've given them a pass. They can make money hand over fist and they hardly get any taxes. What is this? The imbalance is crazy. All in favor of anyone except Americans. We're looking to favor everybody else. Favor the American Indian? Great. Favor Iranians? Oh, great. Favor Chinese? Oh, wonderful. What about favoring the American taxpayer who, at our expense, all of these things are happening? September 18th, this year, 2023, the Biden administration unleashes 50-year mining oil drilling ban across thousands of acres of New Mexico intended to protect wildlife and cultural resources. A 50-year ban. Um, maybe he doesn't understand what that will do to even his prospects for electrical vehicle. Oh, no, 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 that's right. No, he knows what it'll do. It'll make us even more dependent on nations like China. 4,200 acres in Sandoval County, New Mexico. That's just north of Albuquerque. I've been there. Beautiful country, beautiful place. It's going to become protected land. And this is all part of the purposeful agenda to weaken America's ability to manufacture and produce just about anything of value. Hey, if you like this show, will you do me a favor? Hit subscribe right now. Let us know. Write us a little, um, you know, blurb. Put down what you're thinking. Good, bad, or indifferent. I'd like to hear about it. People here at our staff, we'd love to know what you think about our show. And send us an email if you like. Mike at thekalopodcast.com. Let us know what shows you'd like us to talk about. So the government's always looking to take more control away from us. And here's another way that they're doing it. They're doing it all in the name of environmental protection. We know that. But here's another kind of a loophole, plastics. If you look around where you are right now, I, I look around my office right now, I look and I can see plastics are everywhere. Plastic is involved in just about everything, every portion, every part of our life. You know, from eyeglasses that you might wear to shoes to clothing has plastics in it. <laughs> June 15th, 2023, there was a Senate hearing the Environment and Public Works Subcommittee had a meeting regarding the use of plastics. As you know, they banned the plastic bags, you know, that you go to the grocery store to get. Instead, now they use paper. Oh, that's just so much more efficient. That's right. Uh, the paper that they have to burn or put into the, uh, you know, trash heaps. Uh, no, 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 no. Plastic was actually more efficient. It was less costly and better for the environment. But no, they twisted around because they have their agenda. So anyhow, at this subcommittee meeting, 
I want to show you a little video. This was wonderful. I found this so interesting. And I'm sure you're going to find it funny as well as what I did. There was a woman speaking. Her name was Angeli Bradford. Angeli Bradford. And she's from Tulane University School of Medicine. She's a doctoral student. God forgive us. Um, this is part of her text. You're going to see it on your screen right now as I'm talking. I'm, I want to read the text to you. She said this. While some folks may see oil and gas on the one hand and plastics on the other as two very different issues that require different solutions, I see them as one and the same. That is, the same companies reaping profits from all ends of the supply chain, from cradle to grave, of their products and of our bodies. And I'm left to wonder, to which part of the plastic life cycle do the oil and gas industry involvement? Are we ready to sacrifice our dreams and our lives? I'm no longer willing to offer up my life for any more industries, and the plastics industry must be stopped with no exceptions. <laughs> These people are so fanatical, they're off the deep end. So a few different people all get to express their sentiments during this meeting. And as the conversation proceeds, Senator Mullen, great guy from Oklahoma, he asks Miss Bradford a couple of very interesting questions. Here's the first clip. Listen. Thank you, Chairman. Miss <clears throat> Bradford, in your testimony, did I understand you right? Said so that you want to end all plastic manufacturing? I said the plastics industry must be stopped. So does that mean end plastic manufacturing? I mean, in my dream world, sure. But I think that... So um, Oh, so oh what, go ahead. No, so I, I, and I don't mean to be condescending here. I just point out what's going to replace your glasses. Um, like, so how would I you do wear your know. Glasses around your face. They're, they're made of plastic. Maybe. No, I don't they, know what they're made out of. They are. What, so, what about, and I just point out some things here because I just want to be realistic when we're having conversations. Because when statements are made like this, I just want to open people's eyes and say, well, what? Okay, that's easy to say, but what's the solution? Your water bottle in front of you. This one? Yes. That plastic? No. The lid is. That's plastic. Your cell phone there. Is it plastic? The cases. But it's glass because I broke oh, the components the inside of it. Not plastic. The components made out of it's not plastic? It, they are. Okay, stop it there. Uh, stop it right there. She's dumbfounded. She has no idea what's going on. She has no clue because, as you can see, he asked her a question, you know, um, and she was like caught with a deer in the headlights. All right, let's continue with the clip. The water that you filled that water bottle up with, um, where'd you fill that water bottle up out of? A water filling station. All right, and it was delivered by a drink station that was plastic? I didn't check. The edges are. The piping coming to it. Now, you have a couple of choices with the piping. Um, we could go back to using wood, but then you have to have line it in chemical. Uh, or we could go back and use lead, because we used to have water piping that was lead. That was harmful to us. Uh, we go back to galvanized, but galvanized rust and had discoloration. Um, we go back to copper, but, but copper has to be mined, and everybody wants to stop mining in the U.S. So you use plastic to deliver piping that you fill that water bottle up with today. I point this out because the clothes you have on, I guarantee you have plastic in it. The shoes you have on your feet, the soles of those shoes are plastic. 
So we talk about any, any manufacturer, plastic manufacturing, and everybody in here cheers when you say that, but everybody here is depending on plastic as you set. So if you want to end it, then quit using it. See, everything is about understanding. Everything is about knowing what you're talking about. And obviously, she has no clue what she's talking about. Plastic is in just about everything. It's in every part of our life. There's no other alternative at this point in time in history. Now, that could change. That could change even next year. Who knows? But right now, plastics is what is readily available and fairly inexpensive to produce. So, yeah, you want to end plastics. Um, but do you want to stop using it? Uh, Senator Mullen made it crystal clear to her that, you know, even your shoes that you're wearing right now, the glasses that you have on your face right now are made of plastic. Um, are you going to stop wearing those things? I, I mean, she didn't know what to say. Why? Because most of these environmental wackos have no idea how it will affect their own lives. The real problem is politicians and the far left radicals, you know, like those of the UN. Here's another quote you're going to love. Listen, here it is. At the rate at which we're dumping items such as plastic bottles, bags, cups, straws, after single use, by 2050, we'll have more plastics in the ocean than fish. <laughs> that comes from the United Nations Environmental Agency. These people are off the deep end. There's going to be more plastic in the ocean than fish. <laughs> it's so nonsensical. You know, it was almost Al Gore style, you know, back in the 90s. Oh, the oceans are going to be over, overflowing the, the, the land banks by 2010. Whatever. In fact, there was such a lie that even Obama bought oceanfront property. Hey, be, why? Because he knows it's a bunch of garbage. That's never going to happen. See, what I mean is these people, um, they say the most ridiculous nonsense in order to create the most radical responses from the people on the far left, on their side. Because what these people do is they hang on to every word that these wackos say. Oh my God, there's gonna be more plastic in the ocean than fish, and then they go repeat it to their family and their friends, you know, like there's some authority on the subject. <laughs> it started with the plastic bags and the environment. And, and these are the real facts about plastic bags. You're going to find this interesting. Here it is. I, I, got, I, got, I got to read this to you. I'm sorry. Instead of the actual facts, which I'm going to read to you in a second, what you hear is all the propaganda. But when you see the facts, when you hear what they really are, suddenly you're going to have a different perspective. Plastic bags are most environmentally, are our most friendly environmental option right now at checkout. When you go like to the grocery store or, you know, even to, you know, the, the market to buy clothes or whatever it might be. Because they're 100% recyclable and highly reused. People use plastic bags. We used to reuse plastic bags all the time. We get them at the store, put the groceries in them, take them home, and then use that bag in the garbage or use it for something else. It was reused. Studies show that alternatives which seem to be greener are actually not greener and place a heavier burden on the environment because they require more natural resources to produce, to transport, and to dispose of. They emit more carbon through their life cycle than does 
for instance, a paper bag. Unbelievable. So they take away plastic and they make us use paper bags. <laughs> On top of all of that, Studies show that bag bans and taxes, you know, they put taxes on the use of plastics, haven't meaningfully reduced overall litter or waste anywhere that they've been tried. Nowhere. That's what it's done. This is the left at work. But you don't hear about it in the media because only 3.5% of our media here in the United States it might even be around the world. I'm not sure. I got that statistic yesterday, and it was it just blew my mind. Three and a half percent of all journalists, okay, are conservative. Three and a half percent. That's like nobody, okay. Four people out of every hundred journalists are conservative. The rest are flaming liberals that listen to this stuff and then pass it along to us as if it's fact. And as far as energy savings go, plastic bags require 70% less energy to manufacture and consume, 96% less water than what's used to make paper bags. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense at all. Um, once disposed, reusable bags take up 9.3% more space than plastic bags in the landfills. So... Then we look at like the uh, reusable cotton bags. Uh, they're just not good enough either. Let me explain why. Standard reusable cotton bags. I think they're like two bucks a piece in the store. You know, you buy them and take your groceries home in them. They have to be re reused, listen, 131 times to ensure that they have a lower global warming potential than a plastic bag that's used only one time. That's awesome. I can't wait to show these statistics to some people at the grocery store. In fact, one study found this. Organic cotton bags need to be reused 20,000 times to have the same environmental performance of a plastic bag that's reused only one time. Okay, so basically all of this is nothing more than a way to control us. And listen, by the way, I forgot, there's no oil used in the production of the plastic bags as there is in the use of uh, paper bags. What they use instead for the plastic bags is natural gas, not oil. So the results are in, okay? Bag bans and taxes don't help to reduce waste, don't help to reduce litter, and it doesn't change the marine impact. In other words, there's not any more marine debris. Uh, like, you know, the oceans are going to be filled with plastic bags. Oh, such unbelievable nonsense. Uh, a year after California implemented their statewide ban on plastic bags, uh, they did that in uh, 20, they did that in 2016. An ocean conservancy survey showed a negligible 0.2% decrease in plastic bag litter as a percentage of overall litter. Uh, a big decrease, 0.2%. You disrupt the lives of everybody, you know, for uh, seven years, and you have a 0.2% decrease in overall litter. And then what about the unintended consequences of a stupid law like a, you know, plastic ban? Well, it actually led to an increase in carbon emissions due to a surge in trash bag purchases, okay? And the trash bags 
use more plastic than traditional retail bags, as well as an uh, increase in the paper bag usage. So the ban did absolutely nothing for the environment. They found that out in Thurston County, Washington State. A bag ban resulted in a double use, okay, double the use of more resource-intensive paper bags. All just a ploy, my friends, to get you and I to follow along with their control issues. Uh, keep us, you know, in the right lane, whatever lane they deem that to be. That's what they want to keep us doing. You know, we're seeing so many things where uh, control is really the main purpose, just like the environment. It's also happened with the 2020 election. That election, you and I, we know it was stolen. We know that there were so many crazy things done in many different counties, especially in all of the states where, you know, it was a battleground state and it was very close. Um, there's a report out of Georgia that has not, well, it really hasn't gotten all the traction that I think it should have. And, and that's mainly because the only traction that happens today, if, it, if the mainstream media is not involved in it, the only traction happens through guys like us, people like you and I, who basically repeat stories, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, wherever we are, we repeat these stories and get the word out. And I don't think it's happened enough with the 2020 election. I think many of us have kind of resigned ourselves to the fact that we're not going to change the mind of many people about the 2020 election. But I don't think it's a dead story. I think we need to push even harder. So there's a report out of Georgia that um, when you hear this, it's going to make your blood boil. I know it did mine. Trump was absolutely right. Okay. He was right in trying to push Raffsenberger to not certify the vote until there was a real audit of the actual votes that were cast. Of course, you know, Trump was, you know, called all kinds of names because he picked up the phone and actually called him. They said he was trying to abuse power and force things to do whatever. No, that, this happens all the time where people are questioning the ballots and how there was a significant change you know, Trump was leading the whole night until, you know, suddenly in the middle of the night, whatever time that was, boom, there's this big spike of, uh, you know, 100,000 votes cast for Biden all around the country. Ridiculous. So I want you to watch this clip with me. Let's watch it together. This is a woman by the name of Catherine Engelbrecht. And she, well, let's listen to what she has to say, then we'll talk about it. Here it is. We went through the voter rolls and we recognized that just based on residency, there were 364,000 ineligible voter records. So with that as a premise, I went to go and meet with Secretary Raffensperger and here's where things get interesting because he had already certified the election November 20th. I went and met with him December the 16th and in that meeting was, was Secretary Raffensperger and many of his staff and others and we talked about what True the Vote was helping Georgia citizens do by way of filing these elector challenges. And I said, you know, this is a huge number and it's, it's, it's going to leave a mark. And I'm just letting everybody know it's coming. And Secretary Raffensperger, in, 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 I mean, I'll, I'll never forget it, pulled out a piece of paper, kind of back on the napkin, did a little bit of, of quick math and said, yeah, 364,000, about 14% of Americans move every year. We haven't been able to clean the rolls because of this lawsuit. 
So yeah, that sounds about right. That's about how many ineligible records there are. But what they didn't do in certifying and recertifying and all of the audits and all of the things, all of the great efforts that they say they went through, they never went back to look and see how those 364,000 ineligible voters voted. And so now what we know is that 67,000 of them did vote. Flash forward, he's on that call, the fateful call between Secretary Raffensperger and President Trump and others on January the 2nd. And on that call, he knew, because we had just had the meeting two weeks previous, he had already affirmed our methodology, affirmed our numbers. And Steve, what's more, told me, sounds about right. You know, the GOP should have been doing this all along. So it was a cover up. So she divulges all the information that she has to this Republican governor. Well, turns out, you know, he's a rhino. He can care less and he's a Trump hater. So basically, he's just somebody who can't be trusted one single bit. And the sad fact is, we know that stuff like this happened, but nobody's talking about it. Well, we got to talk about it. The more we talk about it, I think the more the information is going to get out there. This election absolutely was stolen. And right now, we got an old man in the White House. I don't even know if he knows what day it is or what time it is or even where he is. You know, but he's an Obama plant. He was put in there, and he's just kind of the puppet on the strings of the great puppet master. And in three years, this guy, though, he has done a whole lot of damage to America. And I think a lot of it is because we've been too silent that's right. We have. We haven't been loud enough. I think we need to be even louder. We need to voice our opinions, and we need to spread the facts as we get them. Uh, we've had movies like uh, 2,000 Mules. We had all the research that Mike Lindell has done. Uh, there are so many people, investigative journalists, who have done a lot of research on the 2020 election have come up with a whole bunch of dirt. And the media is having a field day calling us crazy and conspiratorialist and, you know, every name possible. Uh, but the facts of the matter are real. And unless we continue to push the narrative of the facts, uh, the real truth isn't going to come out. So I, I, I say it's up to us right now. It's up to us to repair the breach, to make the difference, to buckle up and get ready for the 2024 election. But while we're waiting for the election to come about, uh, Biden... It's not going to stop his rampage of corruption. He's not going to stop pushing the left, far left, crazy left agenda that he's trying to do. But every single day, we're seeing more and more Biden corruption being exposed. It's almost on a daily basis that we're getting some kind of breaking news about Biden and what's happening. Right now, the Biden crime family, I think, is in panic mode, especially because just recently, uh, there was a book published, a guy by the name of Dick Morris. You may have known him, politician for many, many, many years. Straightforward, honest, upright guy. This guy opened the doors of some facts that I believe are causing the left all kinds of confusion right now. They don't know what to do. So I want you to listen to this first clip uh, of Dick Morris as he's talking about Biden. Here it is. People say, oh, there's no evidence. Joe Biden, there's no evidence that he's done anything wrong. Yeah, what well, would you say to that? What I would say to them is I'd start with the fact that when he left the vice presidency, he was hired by the University of Pennsylvania at a salary of a million dollars a year.
to preside over the Biden Institute for Global Engagement. Oh. Never taught a class, never showed up on campus. And then it turned out that that's, that program was funded with $54 million of anonymous donations from China. So, and, and he hired among his staff uh, the future Secretary of State Blinken and nine other people on the payroll of that institute who are now on the national security team. So China funded the a farm team, essentially, for the Biden administration, and the president of the United States was on the payroll of China for four years and made several million dollars from it. When he left the Senate, his net worth was $29,000. Now, when he entered the presidency, his net worth was over $10 million. And all of that came from bribery. In fact, they, and when you look at his tax returns for 17 and 18, there's about 10 million of income that can't be explained. And, you know, he was honest enough to declare it, but it's a bribe. And uh, that's going to be coming out more and more. The purpose of the impeachment inquiry is not to impeach him. It's to investigate him hmm. in a way where the media has to cover it because it's the president of the United States. Ever wonder why some of the people in the Biden administration are so congenial towards uh, China? Why they kind of treat them with kid gloves and, you know, they're always so patient and, you know, graceful with China. Instead of being like Trump, I mean, Trump, he was um, forceful with China. He said, hey, look, if you're going to do that, we're going to put tariffs on you. I mean, they didn't like that. But these guys, they're just treating China, you know, oh, well, what would you like? You know, General Chi, can we bow down to you? It's absolute nonsense. But it's happening. And what... Dick Morris just talked about right now that this information is this is mind-blowing I wonder what the left's gonna do with it here's the rest of that clip here it is right now this is treason and uh, I cite 20 things in this book that decisions Biden has made that benefit China and hurt America start with the fact that he basically stopped any serious inquiry into the origins of COVID and they are circling the world giving out loans to countries, largely third world dictators who pocket the loans. And he comes to them and they say, he says, dictator, you need an airport. He said, airport, I don't get any flights here, my tiny country. Mm -hmm. He says, no, here's $400 million for an airport, but it's a loan. But you don't have to repay it. Just give us a lien on your rare earth minerals and your uranium. And then if by some chance you don't pay it, we'll just take those and you'll be fine. And that's how they are amassing a collection of rare earth minerals that are essential to any kind of environmental steps like electric cars or, uh, or windmills or any of those. That's right. We're talking about treason here. I mean, I don't use that word lightly at all. Uh, but the facts are pointing to treasonous crimes. And the reason why Biden and company, his whole family... Uh, the reason why they're kind of acting the way they are right now is because they're bought and paid for by China. And they're trying to pay China back for all China has done for them and their family. That's why he's doing all these crazy EV stuff and why he's limiting our mining and, you know, trying to cut down on the ability for us to produce or manufacture or mine or produce just about anything at all. Trying to give it all to China so that China then has to sell it back to our manufacturing companies at escalated prices. And then our people got to take it and put it together and then sell it in market. It's all a way to bring China into the loop and to make them 
really more powerful over us, uh, over us because then they have control, just like they have control over all of our pharmaceuticals. We don't want China to have control over us any longer. Basically, we are nothing but a puppet for China when things like that happen. It, it, we're not taking into consideration all of the restrictions that the Biden administration has put on this country. Look at combustion engines. I think it's 2032 is the cutoff date. Uh, our uh, manufacturing automakers can't make combustion engines anymore uh, for production cars. Uh, most of the components for electric cars, uh, electric trucks, and buses, and all of that, um, it's all going to come from China. Uh, folks, the fix is in. And we need Trump now, I think, more than ever before. But there's somebody else we need more. Yeah, somebody else we need even more than Trump. I believe we need God. Now, look, I don't want to get religious on you. I really don't. Uh, but sometimes my personal conviction has got to come into play. You know, I believe God allowed Trump to be president in 2016. I believe that was God. And I believe it was God that, you know, that he would go and run again in 2020. And although that election was rigged and stolen, and we know it now from the facts that are just being released now, whether or not they come out with a conclusive report, who cares? We can see through all the shenanigans, just like we saw through all the Russia, Russia, Russia stuff, that it wasn't true. So we know that the election was rigged. But yet I believe God in his infinite wisdom and knowledge knew that the election would be rigged and knew that Trump would lose. Why? Well, in order for corruption to be exposed, sometimes God's got to let things go. Go ahead. Have it your way. This is what you want. Have it your way. And so what we're seeing now is things being exposed that I don't think would have had the opportunity to be exposed if Trump were president. So, and my changing changed, my thinking has changed a lot on this just over the past few years. Uh, because at first I didn't believe that. But now the more I see what's unfolding before our very eyes, I realize I don't think any of this would have come out if it were not for Trump uh, being cheated out of the 2020 election. But then again, you know, I don't think most of us really have any idea just how much God actually has his hands in our everyday affairs. He cares about us. He loves us. We all need God, even though we don't want to accept it. We don't want to talk about it. We have our own, yeah, I got my own ways of thinking, and that's fine. That's up to you. I'm not going to force my religion, my beliefs upon you or upon anyone else. But I believe God is still calling people to himself. After all, he sent Jesus. We just celebrated Christmas. <clears throat> we, we celebrated the birth of his son, Christ, leaving his deity and coming to earth as a man. So we celebrate that on December 25th, whether or not it actually was, you know, when he was born, I don't believe it was. But regardless, it's a celebration of something life-changing for the world. And America's a big part of God's plan on the earth, just like Israel. Why do you think uh, the crazies, you know, the Muslims, why do you think they call Israel the small Satan and America the big Satan? Why? Because the devil, our enemy, he knows. He knows that, you know, Israel is the apple of God's eye. He knows that America has been uh, basically a defender of Israel for many, many years. America holds more uh, Jews than just about any other nation in the world other than Israel. So, folks, 2024 is more than about an election. 
It, it's, 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 it's more than about any single man or any single person. It's more than about any country or even a way of life. It's really about truth and justice for the entirety of the world. <clears throat> I believe America is as great as it is, and that's only because God allowed it. We have been a protector to the world. Of course, we're not perfect, and of course, we've done a lot of things wrong, and of course, we could have done many things better. But overall, America has been a protector of the world, and I think that was God's plan from the very beginning. We have made, America has made a huge difference in this world on the positive side. I mean, think of it this way. You know, you, you might know the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. Well, you know, he said, I wish I was never born. And then he got his wish. And, you know, without him, the whole world was changed. His whole world was changed. And it, can you imagine what the world would be like without America? God, it would be, you know, dark and barren, I believe. It would be kind of like Pottersville everywhere, you know, where uh, it was just horrible chaos. And America, I believe, has made a huge difference. So let you and I, let us make a difference. And we could do that by spreading, well, spreading the truth. Because the more the truth gets out there, the more people's eyes are open to the truth, then the more opportunity we have to actually change what's happening in the world. A few more people wake up and realize that they've been lied to by the left and by the fake media. You never know what God can do. Isn't that true? It is. So listen, if you enjoyed today's show, would you do me a favor? You write us a review. Click subscribe uh, on your channel, wherever you're watching us. And uh, if you want, send me an email, mike at thekalopodcast.com, mike at thekalopodcast.com. Let us know what you'd like us to talk about in the next show. In the meantime, continue to stand for truth. Continue to stand for righteousness and stand for America. Until next time, I'm Mike Kalo for Exposed, the Kalo Podcast. God bless you, and God bless America. <laughs>